I can go to Messenger real fast and write them down somewhere. Okay. So it'll just be like a minute or so of silence. Okay, well, I can do the intro while you do that. Okay. Are you... You got it? All right, I'm taking your silence as you were on the other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Hello. (laughs) Sorry. I started coughing. We're fine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Your Little Sisters Productions Presents Missed Opportunities. We are... uh, I don't even remember what I'm trying to say. Welcome, everybody, to the show if you uh, enjoy this, please share and contact us on our social media. We have Facebook, Instagram. You can also support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash Flake and click on the podcast for Your Little Sisters Productions. You can also check out our YouTube channel, which is Your Little Sisters Productions. And yeah, that is that is all of it. And I... I swear there was a time that I could get through that entire thing and it made sense and I didn't stumble or start laughing, but it's, it's been a while since I've been able to do that. So we're just, we're just going to go with it. So we are very professional over here and never mess up our words. Um, tonight we are going to be talking about obscure movies, specifically obscure children's movies that we liked as a kid. There's a lot of it going around um, of what was your favorite, you know, kid TV or movie that you loved, but nobody else remembers or nobody else watched. So we looked up um, some obscure children's movies uh, from BuzzFeed, and we're going to talk about 10 of them and kind of rank them between one and 10. How good are they? Are they worth watching? Are they worth looking up if you haven't seen them are they worth watching again and showing to your children as an adult and uh we'll go from there hi i'm back okay all right so what's the what's the first movie and we'll just discuss it and if we like it or if we hated it or or if we if it did not leave a lasting impression so we remember nothing about it Well, the first movie we have on our list is Oliver and Company, which, by the way, is based off of Oliver by the author whose name I'm totally spacing out on right now. Please, Charles Dickens. Yes. Thank you. I knew if I kept going, I'd think of it. So it's based off Oliver, but it's a cat. And in the original book, it's an orphan boy. It's a kitten that was. I think it's Oliver Twist is the name of the. Yes, sorry, not just Oliver. The musical is Oliver. There's a lot of iterations of this story. (laughs) Yes, it's a very popular, and it's in the public domain now, I think. So, yeah, everybody has has a version of it. But this was Disney's version, and it is an all-animal cast, you know, talking animals like Disney. Yeah. Um, So what did you think of this movie, since you've seen this one? I have, for one, Bette Midler, who we talked about on the last podcast uh, in Hope's Pocus 2, I said she's a fantastic actor and singer, and I stand by that. She plays Georgette, the poodle, Georgette. in this movie. Yes. And apparently, she has... I read this somewhere. Hopefully, it's true, but she... And they asked what her favorite roles were, and she said her top two favorite... Well, maybe it was kids' roles specifically, because she mentioned Hocus Pocus and Oliver and Company. 
company as Georgette. And those are my two favorite performances by her. <laughs> because I, I love the song she sings as Georgette in the I, I It's one of my favorite songs. So I grew up watching it. I always really enjoyed it. As an adult, I still love it. And I wish there was more of it because it is a very short movie. It is a very short movie. And I think it has really good characters. I don't think it's one of my favorites because I feel like, again, it's so short that it, the story never really, I don't know. It doesn't really it, have it time feels, to grow feels, on you. To Yeah. Lay on. It definitely feels incomplete. So, uh, but I do like it. So, would, what would you rank it out of ten? Like ten being the best, one being like, yeah. don't don't watch it. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'd give it a seven because I enjoyed it as a kid. Again, Georgette and the little Chihuahua, whose name I'm forgetting, were my favorite, and Tito. I loved her song Tito. Thank you, Tito. And I thought the messages in there were really sweet and. and- I liked all the animals. and So I would give it a solid seven, maybe seven and a half. I think I probably would too, because I think I love the music. I actually had the soundtrack to this movie. And there's only like five songs that are songs. Actually, there's five, (laughs) but they're so good. And I don't love, like, I'm not a huge Billy Joel fan or anything. He does a lot of the music and and he sings uh, Dodger. And I don't love him, but like Once Upon a Time in New York City, the mm-hmm. um the one the little girl sings with the cat and of course um Georgette's song with Bette Midler is like they're just they're so catchy and fun to sing and fun to listen to um but yeah I do think it loses points for the fact that the story was so rushed that you don't get enough time with all the awesome characters and so and and the bad guy's pretty pretty freaky He's definitely yes. a good bad guy. He's someone you, you love to hate. Very creepy. Um, mm-hmm. and, I wouldn't show this yeah. to children who are already scared of dogs. Because even though there are nice dogs in it, there are very scary, mean dogs. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I would I would say like a seven and a half would probably be my rating too. Because it is it is really good and there is really good music and really good things in it. But overall, I don't think it's like a perfect film or like it's not one of my all-time favorites, but I do like it. I think what would have made it higher up, just like you said, honestly, is having the movie be longer so that you can get more time with the characters, more time with, for the story to develop. And the word for Matt keeps coming into my head, but really let it sit in the story for a bit. Yeah, it's not satisfying. Yeah, it's over too soon. But as a kid, I didn't think it was too short because I'm a kid. I was a kid and had very little concept of time. But I watched it. My daughter, my oldest daughter, and I was like, "It's over already. (laughs) How did this happen?" So, but I do recommend the soundtrack. There's only like, yeah, there's like four or five songs total, and then the rest is all music. But I really liked it. I really oh, like yeah, the soundtrack. Music in it is fantastic. Dodger song. I'd actually forgotten about Dodger's song. Yeah. That's really fun. Okay. Next movie is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja. Well, that's not an animated movie, but it's not animated. But it was on the list. It is not animated. It is a very good movie. I grew up watching that one. They had a bunch of sequels that were not as good, but the first one, I the love that one movie. Was 
I I don't know. I feel like there's just this this tomboy in me that feels like I need to give it like a 10 out of 10 just because (laughs) I loved that movie so much when I was little me and my big brother watched it so like so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and my brother also loved turtles so I grew up watching ninja turtle related things because of my my closest sibling is one of my brothers and he likes Ninja Turtles. And so I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with him. And I am as far as you can get from a tomboy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I loved watching the game on Nintendo. And I maybe he gave me a fake controller on there. I can't remember. But we would sit there in his room and play it. Nice. I, I think he gave me... Like, when I say fake, I mean not plugged in controller. Because he's way, right. way older than me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like that show. The puppeting... I, I mean, you know, we've talked about practical effects before. I really like the practical effects of this. Um, the way that their eyes and mouth move and everything. Like, I, like, as a kid was 100% fooled. I loved it. I was just, I was just all there for it. Like, <laughs> the cheesiness, the silly lines, the, the one-liners. Shredder was so creepy and intense and he was such a good bad guy. And, like, I don't know, like the storyline was so great. And then they come out with a new one and with uh, Megan Fox and, and it just doesn't hit the same when they're no. when they're CGI and they have voices that I, I don't love and, and I know like they were famous actors and stuff, but I just didn't love it. And it wasn't horrible. I mean, we, we would have to do an entire episode on that movie because there was Let's a lot of misopportunities. <laughs> But but the old one from the 90s, from our childhood, I don't know. I don't know if I can give it a bi- like an unbiased opinion <laughs> because it was so like intellectual. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 just to just to say there, there's probably problems in it. I haven't watched it in a long time and there's it's probably like the dumbest, cheesiest movie ever, but I loved it. So I'm going to give it a 9, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking off one point just because I don't remember if there was anything that I probably like was bad or I you know like mm-hmm. I only remember good so except for I, I do remember I do remember that Raphael swears and that was a huge like no-no in my family growing up and it still is but like having a the fact that my parents let me watch this movie even though he screams a swear word and it echoes in the city like shows how much we love this movie I do <laughs> not get remember that Without actually oh. saying the word, what word does he show? The the D word. <laughs> okay. Okay, now I remember that. I don't always remember when pe- when characters cuss or swear. I, it's so weird because I notice it in real life. I'm not like counting and like, how dare you swear in front of me, but I notice it so much in real life and in entertainment. I don't notice it as like I don't remember it later. It's so weird because I was watching. On a school trip, one of the movies that was on was The Sandlot. And one of the parents who was a chaperone said, I don't really want my child watching this because there's a lot of cussing. I'm like, there's not cussing in Sandlot. And I'd seen Sandlot at least three times before. He said, are you kidding? There's tons of cussing. I'm like, no, there's not. Let's have a bet. We'll watch the whole thing. And you, there'll be no... And there was cussing in it. And I was like, how did I not remember this? Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things. Like, people think that they're, like, these wholesome, nice stories. And it's like... 
yep, there's definitely cussing. There's language in there that you wouldn't want. I don't want to say as an adult and I don't want any kids to say either or to think about or to wonder, you know. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I, I will dock them one point for the swear word <laughs> and uh, and then move on. <laughs> I'm going to give it, I, I don't remember very much except really, truly enjoying it. And I have enjoyed the idea of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ever since then. I actually dressed up as one for, I do a fitness class and they had a Halloween night. And I, you know, I had a green tutu and a shell turtle shell backpack from a previous costume and said, what can I be with a green tutu and a turtle turtle shell backpack? A ninja turtle. So I crocheted myself a mask and went as, okay, I am a fan, I promise, but I always mix up the blue and the purples one's names. I went as the blue one, Leonardo. Leonardo, yeah. For some reason, I have to go through all the names in my head before I can get to Leonardo. I don't remember. I don't know why. But when was Leonardo? So, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I just remember really, really enjoying it and the pizza bit and the skateboarding through the tunnel. I'm going to say, I'm going to give eight and a half. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) I I only remember good things, but I'm sure if I watched it now, there'd be a couple things I'd want to change. Probably we'll we'll have maybe we'll have to do an, an episode on that too. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. What's the, the next, next one? A goofy movie. I don't see how that is obscure in any way. Like I that is that one is such obscure popular. either. I love a goofy movie. The first one is so amazing. The second one was not, but oh, the music, the camaraderie, like the emotional beats are so good and the hilarious beats are, and the music. Oh my gosh. Talk about soundtracks. Like there's so many good songs in that, in that movie. Oh my goodness. So I, I, yeah. I don't remember very much of this movie because I haven't seen it since I was young. And when I was young, I was an extremely sensitive child, which I'm sure doesn't surprise anybody. <laughs> but I didn't like a goofy movie mostly because, and it's so weird, the, when they're at the hotel and they're in a, the pool, the lighting was really weird or something. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, it really creeped me out. And I did not like watching because I didn't like when they were at the little motel. It's like an it intense just, theme too. And it has like intense music because yeah. it's like, it's weird finds out that max is lying to him and so they have like this yeah i i can understand that i can understand it i still love a goofy movie but i definitely understand that so i i have that that's the memory i have of a goofy movie i remember him doing the thing at the beginning to get is it roxanne is her name yes roxanne roxanne anyway (laughs) whenever i hear roxanne I, i think of that song so I remember him doing that thing at the beginning. I remember the guy with the cheese. I think that was before the talent show thing. Whatever they were at that he did the song. And then I remember being picked out by the motel. It was a high school assembly? Yeah, it was the end of year assembly. And they they pay the audiovisual guy in spray cheese and and then when they're waiting for the te- detention he's like makes a leaning tower and he's like it's the leaning tower of cheese <laughs> and then he eats it. <laughs> see i remember that i remember him seeing that on his hand and then eating it. yeah 
And then I remember, so I remember at the beginning very favorably. And then I know they go on a road trip and the motel scene just so creeped me out as a kid. I never want, I never asked to watch it. I think Mm -hmm. the only times I ever did watch it is, was if someone else wanted to watch either a sibling or a friend we had over because I wouldn't choose it. So, but I don't think as an adult, I would find the motel creepy. So I would give it, I keep giving halves. I don't know why I keep giving halves. I'm going to say six and a half because if you have a sensitive child like me, that scene might be a little intense for them when they're really young. Maybe wait till they're a bit older because I was very, very young. But Mm -hmm. I think if everything else, I have favorable memories of it. So it's higher than five. I would just say give it a actually take back my six and a half. I'm just going to say six. But if I watched it again, I think I would rate it higher. I think I'm going to rate it higher because I have watched it as an adult and I really do like it. And yeah, I'm going to probably go with like eight, eight and a half, maybe nine. I don't know. I really like a good maybe, movie. Maybe we should do, <laughs> this has given us lots of ideas for episodes, Taya, because I really don't remember. <laughs> I only, I literally only remember the beginning and then creepiness. <laughs> that is because, my memory I mean, like, I understand like that scene creepy because I didn't like that scene when I was little because of the lighting and stuff, but yeah. like, it's not a creepy it's just nighttime so they have like the fluorescent lights on at the pool and then he finds out that max is lying and so he's really sad and he goes to the car to, and like opens the map and sees that yes max was in fact lying and so i mean that scene doesn't bother me but i think it's because i watched it so many times that i got desensitized to anything like it's not a creepy it's not meant to be a creepy scene it's just lit really you know horror movie esque you know so yeah, I, you know, I want to say like, I want to give it a nine. Like I really like a goofy movie. So I'm going to go with a nine. Very different okay. opinions with that because I've seen it more. <laughs> yeah. As I said, I'll rewatch it and maybe I'll post to let people know, update people. <laughs> I won't watch it with my daughter though. Cause she's also very sensitive. And so that scene might do the same thing to her. I'll wait till she's a bit older. <laughs> Okay, the next um, so, movie, I also couldn't believe this next movie was on the on the list. It's Aristocats. Okay, so Aristocats, I feel like, was a staple at my house. We watched it all the time. There are people who don't even know that it exists. And I oh, was like, really? Like, I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but yeah, we watched, I watched it a lot as a kid. Yeah, like parents are not like having their children watch these classic movies because they're older and so they're not going to keep the attention of the child. And I was like, I don't think that's true. Like, I no, think Aristocats is fun. And and I know that it has a warning on Disney Plus because of the Siamese cats um, saying, chi- you know, making up Chinese words or whatever. So so it has a warning, but it is still a really good movie and such good characters and it has good music and O'Malley the alley cat (laughs) like I love that Thomas O'Malley anyway I I'm trying to like it's so quotable like ladies do not start fights but they can but they can finish them oh my gosh I love it so much and I you're not a lady you're nothing but a sister (laughs) oh it's so quotable I love that movie I have only fond memories of Aristocats. I really, really do. As I said, I haven't seen it since I was a child. But I I remember really, really liking it. I love the 
doing our scales and our arpeggio song. Yes. I love and the fun that they had with that. I loved the song all the everybody wants to be a cat because the cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. So And and the I two dogs Lafayette. Oh, what's the other one? It's like some famous composer like Lafayette and someone else. The dogs are so funny. I'm the leader. I'll say what it was. <laughs> I really, really like. I, I. This isn't just making me want to revisit all these movies, honestly. Like this, the this whole going through. Yeah, the nostalgia is real. <laughs> really, I. I'm like, as soon as this is over, I'm gonna go try and find this movie and this movie. But when we at nighttime, so really after we record this, I'm going to bed. But Aristocats, I'm gonna because I only have positive memories and positive associations with it, and I. Remember the music being great? I'm gonna say nine out of ten. Eight point and eight point five. Because it okay. is cats dogs. <laughs> it is cats. Which brings us to the next movie, The Fox and the Hound. Okay. I so if you've never seen this movie, it is sad. It is one of the most heartbreaking movies that Disney ever came out with. And that's saying something because, you know, yeah. Disney. Um, they did Dumbo. They did Bambi. I mean, this movie traumatized me as a child. And like, and I grew yes. up, you know, with hunters and, um, and they do demonize the hunter a lot, but he as a person is just a jerk. So I don't really associate him with other hunters because like hunters i know are like good people who would never step on a game reserve or poaching is like the like poaching is something that is like i don't know the equivalent of like cattle rustling like you can hang a man for that like kind of thing like you know for me for my family so you don't poach and you don't hold vendetta like so it's it's super sad. There's some, like, it's one of those movies that you can watch when you want to cry. So for me, I'm going to give it a five because I hate that movie, but I love that movie. And so it's just, it's right in the middle of like, I don't want to cry, so I'm never going to watch it. Or I really need to just have an emotional, like crying session. And so I'll watch it. So that, that right in the You're middle. You're nicer than five. me. I just, I despise this movie. This movie, I was absolutely, completely, in every way traumatized by this movie as a child. I hate it with every fiber of my being. I give it a negative five. (laughs) If I give it a one as the lowest, I do not. But again, I was a very sensitive child. I'm still a sensitive adult, but I was a very sensitive child. So showing something to me, me as sensitive as I was as young as I was was only going to emotionally destroy me I have only negative associations with the fox and the hound personally (laughs) so yeah I give it the lowest score possible (laughs) Uh, that's fair that's fair I'm I'm right in the middle because I understand that it's it can be it is what it is. It's a very sad movie. It's a very sad story. It ends somewhat happy, you know, but yeah, it's it's right in the middle for me. Apparently they made a sequel, and I'm wondering if the sequel tries to 
it's dumbed things. down. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really nothing. Really know my it's opinions of dumbed down sequels. <laughs> if you watch yeah. or listen, focus too. I was very passionate about not dumbing things down. So, But maybe if I had watched the sequel as a, as a child, I would have better associations with the first one. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just remember it was dumb. So anyway, next movie. Let's let's move on. The next movie is giving it away. It's one of my personal favorites. It is a regular movie in my household. Cats don't dance. I have never seen Cats Don't Dance. You have to come I feel over like- my two to three times a month, probably, because my child loves it. I love it. It's a it's a really good movie. And I think you've recommended it before. I have. But, and, and I just haven't ever gotten around to it. It's not one that I grew up with. It's not one I even knew about until I was an adult. So I don't know. Could, you can try and convince me <laughs> and, and our audience and our listening audience. What is it about? Like, what's, what's so, the synopsis? So Cats Don't Dance. First of all, I grew up watching this. And I also said this on the last podcast episode, Hocus Pocus. It, it, basically, if you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to Hocus Pocus 2 and then come back here. Because I reference a lot of what we talked about. I grew up watching a lot of older movies. Movies with Gene Kelly, Judy Garland, Fred Astaire, blah, blah, blah. All those people. And then this movie, Cats Don't Dance, is the, the tale of someone who really wants to go to Hollywood and make it big. They have the desire and the drive in them to be one of those actor singers. It takes place basically in the 1930s, 1940s era. And instead of humans, it's a cat. So in this world, there are humans and there are animals. And the animals talk and they can walk and they dress like humans and they have jobs like humans. But in the entertainment industry, if you're a cat, you say meow. If you're a dog, you say wolf. If you're a mouse, you say squeak. You know, they don't actually give talking parts to animals. They're very second tier. There's a character whose name is Darla. Is it Darla? Yes, Mistable. Yeah, Darla Dimple. She looks like Shirley Temple and acts the complete opposite. She is 100% the antagonist, she and her butler. She does a lot of movies that feature animals. And so people think she's such this activist for animals being in entertainment and being really nice, but secretly she hates animals and small children and is one of the worst people you'll ever meet and so this poor naive cat travels from indiana all the way to hollywood and actually call it hollywood in the movie and tries to make it big and tries to get all these other animals who've been in hollywood for a long time to get with him and start this new movement of animals being able to be in motion pictures but they don't focus so much on the activism part they really focus more on his dream and him trying to help his friends realize their dreams and her being a horrible person. It has really fun music. Randy Newman, who I believe he's the same one who does Toy Story's music, did the music. It was inspired by the light by Gene Kelly. At the end, it has a little thing. Thanks to our friend Gene Kelly. It's just, it's really cute. It's really fun. It has a really cute love story between the main male cat and the main female cat. One of the songs in there I've actually thought about covering because I really, I don't know if it's an original from the movie or if it's a song that existed and they put it in the movie, but the female cat sings it, Tell Me Lies. 
love it. It's just, it's super cute, super wholesome, very funny. And it it's really fun for kids because my daughter loves it. And if you know anything about musicals from that era and the actors from that era, you, you're going to find so many fun Easter eggs in it that just make it more fun. So if you like Gene Kelly and Judy Garland, or even if you don't, you know nothing about them or Shirley Temple, you'll still love the movie because it's a movie that stands on its own with a bit of extra stuff. Very nice. Okay. I think I'm convinced. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I have it. Come over anytime. My daughter will happily sit and watch it with us. Nice. So that's Cats um, Don't Dance. I'm definitely putting cats that. Don't yeah, I'm putting that on our social media. <laughs> awesome. The next one I also did not think. Well, Cats Don't Dance I knew was obscure. But this next one I did not think was obscure. The Land Before Time with the Dinosaurs. Yeah, I feel like Land Before Time is a staple. That is also one that I hated as a child. But <laughs> for some reason, we watched it a lot. Like, my brother like, and me are close in age. And we both hated it. But we both watched it a lot. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I feel like... I kind of feel it's the same as Fox and the Hound. Like, maybe even less so. Because I, there's, I have no desire to re-watch it. I know the sad parts. I know the ending. So, like... I don't have a desire to watch it again. So I'd say it's probably like a four because I, I don't know. It was always, I don't know. It's traumatic. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm scarred for life from that movie. But again, we watched it a lot and we used to quote Ducky all the time. And like my, um, one of my best friends in high school, her nickname from my family was Spike because this is our new little brother, Spike, like <laughs> from the movie. Anyway, so, so we like, it's definitely there. It's a part of, you know, it's a part of my childhood and the nostalgia and growing up, but I really hated that movie. <laughs> As, like It's like, I want to recommend it because I want you all to suffer with me, but <laughs> I also, I also don't want to recommend it because it's, traumatizing it's sad it's scary it has people lying and people getting angry and and like all these really good themes that I'm sure are teachable moments but it just makes me sad and it makes me hate the little girl Sarah and like I just remember her like curling up and the narrator's all Sarah didn't want to admit that she'd gone the wrong way and then she's like all alone because of her choices and it's like that's a really good you know, lesson for children, but also traumatizing. <laughs> like she's all alone. I give have positive associations with this movie. This is so odd. This is the first time I've been less traumatized by a movie than someone else. <laughs> I I only have positive associations. Didn't they make like fifteen Land Before Time movies? I remember they having did. at least three or four ones in my house. I watched a few of them because we had three or four of the DVDs at my house. But I, I, I remember Littlefoot in the, I remember one of the sad parts. I don't remember as many details as you. I remember who Ducky is and Spike and Sarah and Littlefoot. But I don't know. I did not have negative emotions with this movie. Maybe because I had access to the sequels. I don't know. But I was going to give this a five or a six because I don't remember a whole lot except, but I don't, I have 
not like amazing, really good, awesome feelings like I did with te- with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I have nothing negative. And that's fine. Like we disagree all the time. It's fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, do. but yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's but fine. This is, this is just re- very weird for me to, for you to be more emotional over something than I am. It's True. just not, <laughs> it's not a common occurrence. <laughs> so i was i'm gonna give it a solid five okay because so again I'm, I'm neutral in my memory of it i i have positive associations but not so amazing positive that it gets higher than five and i know a lot of people love this movie and again we don't judge like if you have a different opinion than us let us know we don't care <laughs> we are happy oh, to debate anything and we are happy to disagree so but yeah i don't i i, I mean i would go like four maybe even three but and you would go five maybe even six so you know I think I think that's fair moving on unless you have anything else you want to say no this next one you have seen and I have not rock a doodle rock a doodle oh my gosh so good <laughs> so I've never heard of it in my life you've never even heard of it oh my gosh no okay. not a single mention so rock a doodle okay it is Elvis. Like, it's... Okay, it's not Elvis. Okay. But is, is it a rooster? It is a rooster. Elvis impersonator? So, yeah. So what it is, is it's... It is a live-action turn cartoon. Okay? So live-action little boy um, is uh, reading a storybook. And then, like, bad things are happening at his farm because it's nighttime and it's flooding and the the rain is flooding the farm so he goes to his book about chanticleer chanticleer is a rooster that brings out the sun and he reads the book and and um he calls on chanticleer to bring out the sun well the bad guy is this owl the duke the duke yeah and the owl comes and is like, um, you can't like, this is my time. Like I'm ruling here. You cannot call Chanticleer. And he turns everything into a cartoon, including the little boy who turns into a cat. And then this little boy slash cat goes on an adventure to try and find Chanticleer. Chanticleer is Elvis Presley. He is this farm boy who um, every day he woke up the sun with his awesome you know rooster crowing he woke up the sun and one day um he the owls attacked and he didn't crow and the sun came up without him and so everybody was like oh you are fake like you haven't been bringing up the sun this entire time you've just been taking credit for bringing up the sun and so they like kick him out and he goes away and he becomes elvis like a huge rock star and so the kid the little kitty cat now um is in the cartoon world and all the animals are talking to him and and they go on an adventure to try and find chanticleer and bring him back but now he's like the super big rock star and so he doesn't want to go back but he kind of does because he's a super good guy and um the chicken that is his co-star is in league with the owls and she is helping keep Chanticleer away from the the little boy and the the all of the little group of friends and it's just and then of course she has a change of heart and there's a love story and it's it's so good it's so good (laughs) (laughs) but there's like there's a ton of like quotable 
things in there. Oh my gosh. The bad guy has this little um, nephew. Oh my gosh. I want to quote it right now, but (laughs) he has this little stupid nephew, you know, who like he, his uh, catchphrase is like diabolical and like thinks he's like so villainous when really he's just like a klutz. (laughs) And, And the, and the Duke is like, if I kill my nephew, is it considered murder or charity? Like, I don't know how many times I quote that all the time. It's funny. So yes, you should definitely watch it. It's so fun and it's just a cute movie. And it also has Elvis style music in it. <laughs> and his name and is I know how much you love Elvis. Is, is this what started that love, Taya? Is this what kickstarted the fandom Probably. of Elvis? <laughs> Probably, because I watched this before I ever watched an Elvis movie, and I do love Elvis. The little chicken that he falls in love with, it, like, she's got, like, super long blonde hair, and I, and she wears, like, a, I mean, because she's, like, a showgirl, you know, so she wears, like, these poofy little skirts and cute outfits, and I just, it's just fun. It's very bright and cute and silly, but it does have, like, the owls have a song, and they are creepy, I'll give a like I will give you that <laughs> they they're a little traumatizing but for an adult and if you just want to watch a fun cute cartoon I recommend it and if you are not easily traumatized as a child I would recommend it to children but the owls are creepy Julie noted you know what I really do want to watch it that so I want to see a rooster Elvis an Elvis version of rooster or a rooster yeah. version of Elvis that's that's how you say it <laughs> <laughs> yes. your version of Elvis. I really want to see it now. You've convinced me, and I'm always looking for something new to watch. That I'm, I'm just that's it. I'm just always looking for something new to watch. Okay, the next one, number nine on our list, so second to last, Prince of Egypt or the Prince of Egypt, which I again I, I did not know was obscure. Yeah, I don't know how that's obscure. It's like every religious person I've ever met has seen that movie and like loves that movie. Well, it because it's from the Old Testament, so it's not just Christians, but Jewish people also believe the story of Joseph. And I want to say Islam as well follows the Old Testament prophets, because aren't they considered the, it's the three, oh my goodness, um, Jude, Islam, Christianity, and, and Jew, Judaism are considered the three Abrahamic religions that's that's what it is i i will not comment on that because i don't know (laughs) that's what i've heard because of of, because i know for a fact that the jews follow the old testament and torah so do christians and islamic people or islam i believe also follows the prophets up through most of the old testament if not all of the old testament and i also i'm not trying to get religious i'm just trying to say that it's very widespread across many religions, hence why a lot of people would know it. I'm not trying to <laughs> say what religion is right or wrong. I'm just saying what I know, why I think every religious person you know would have watched it because it reaches across these, at least these three that I know of. Well, and it has very uplifting themes. So even if you're not necessarily religious, like it's still very uplifting and even, and the music is very uplifting and inspiring Prince of Egypt is Moses, right? I thought it was Joseph. Oh no, 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 no. Joseph That's... is Joseph, Prince of Dream- King of Dreams. King of, thank you. 
I don't know. It's the same Joseph yes. earlier. I meant Moses. Yes, Prince of Egypt is Moses. It's the story of Moses and the people who made it. DreamWorks, I want to say, was were very careful. I think they consulted people from every religion that believe in Moses mm-hmm. because they wanted to make to make it as yeah and they, I, didn't, they, they didn't take want to connect them... it with any spe- one specific sect of religion they yeah. wanted to make it broad in that anyone who believes in mo- the story of moses could watch it and see yes this is from the bible it's really good telling of it so yeah i'm sorry i have also seen the code of many colors one with joseph and i really yeah. like that one too yeah, I haven't seen um, Joseph King of Dreams as many times. Like, I think I've only seen that once or twice. I have seen Prince of Egypt more, um, and I I really like it. The music is very beautiful. The storytelling is is really good. They take a little bit of. I mean, they have to take poetic license for it to flow well. So they take poetic license in, you know, um, especially like uh, his brother and that kind of stuff. And but that, but again none of it is contradictory to what the Bible or the old Testament says it's, you know, it's just addition to. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know where to rate this. I feel like it's like sacrilege to rate it low, but I also (laughs) do think, I also do think that it's a good movie and the music is good, but I feel like I have to be in the right mood for it. So I'm going to say a solid seven because if I am not in the mood to be uplifted and, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, I don't, always want to watch uplifting movies I have to be like if anything if it's an inspiring movie like an inspiring sports movie or tale or something it's very rare that I will want to watch those because I don't know it's like it's one of those emotions that I just don't really love feeling (laughs) inspired we're so opposite I'm almost always inspiring and uplifting and being on (laughs) being on the cheesy inspiration you know I was gonna rate this way higher because it, it does make me it's so funny i know the story from the bible of course and then i know the movie but i still cry when if you don't know the story of moses by now here's a spoiler i cry when his real mother has to put him in the little i know it's not a basket but in the little thing down the river yeah save his life i cry especially now being a mom that's it's, it gets me every time no matter how many times I watch it, it's one of our favorite movies to watch on Sunday, especially because our daughter can watch it with us and be entertained and, you know, learn the story again with some creative license from the filmmakers. We watched this one and then this is why I get them confused. We bought a two pack, digital two pack. And so whenever we click on Prince of Egypt, the other one, the Joseph movie is right there. It's like a split cover. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I confuse the two. I don't confuse the <laughs> stories. I just confuse when we when we watch in the titles because it's just smushed into one cover because we bought a digital two-pack. But Prince of Egypt and then the corresponding Joseph one, I both really, really like. I would give Prince of Egypt, oh my goodness, I really like it. I don't think it's per- a perfect movie. And I, And here's another thing. Even if you're not religious, I still think it's a good movie. Even if you're not in any way, I think they tell the story well. I think the music is really well done. You feel for the characters. It brings a human quality to them. I like the villain song or the villain quote unquote song by the priests of Egypt. 
Right. I'm gonna say a nine. I really, I really like this movie. You don't have to be ashamed. You're like acting like it's some bad thing, but no, yeah, I'm just thinking. I, I'm thinking about like because it, I always watch it. One of the reasons we watch, we love to watch it on Sundays because we try to. That's the day we go to church, and so we try to keep you know churchy things going as, as much of the day as possible. And so I was trying to separate, is it a good movie aside from the religious aspect? And so I was just, I know it came, it came off on sure, but it was more me thinking like, but is it a good story to people who don't go to church or don't know well, the story? I know, people, I know people who love this movie that are atheists and they just enjoy the music and enjoy the story of it. So I, I think it's fine. I think even if you are not religious, you can still appreciate the music. You can still appreciate a good story about, you know, family and brothers and caring for your people and following your beliefs and 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 everything like that i think it's completely relatable to everyone again i just don't really love inspiring movies all the time i have to be in the right mood for it um getting too i mean i'm a crier so too emotional will will just you know but i i do think it's a solid movie it's a seven to me yeah i'm 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 gonna say it's a nine because I love inspirational movies, especially inspirational sports movies. I haven't seen every inspirational sport movie out there, but I've seen a good amount. I like them all. Okay, uh, the last one, number 10, is another one that I have not seen. Fern Gully. Okay, so Fern Gully is an environmentalist, like, propaganda film. Um, <laughs> to, be, to be completely fair, um, if you've ever, like, when avatar the blue people avatar came out it's literally the same story as that um but with fairies instead of aliens and and colton my brother was like if you've seen fern gully you've seen avatar you don't need to watch it kind of a thing like it's very much the same story as that the reason you watch fern gully is not because of the story (laughs) because it is because of the characters. The characters are so fun and so quotable. And the music is good, too. The bad guy song is awesome. Batty, played by Robin Williams, his song is awesome. And even, like, the love story song is, like, this super 80s power ballad that I love. <laughs> so cheesy. But I still oh, I'm love it. all anyway. in on 80s power ballads. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And, and, like, you watch it. You watch it for the characters. Because... Like Christian Slater, who I absolutely adore, he is in this. He's not in it enough, according to me. Like I would have him be the main character, but he's like the third wheel of the like little love triangle that they got going on. Like, her dad is so funny, and 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 then Hexus, who is Tim Curry, is so evil and awful, and <laughs> just a really good traumatizing bad guy. Um, he's basically made of smoke and slime, and he's like, he you know feeds off of the machinery and the the pollution that the machineries um, give out, and and he tricks the humans who are um, cutting down the trees responsibly. He tricks them into like leveling the forest. And so he, like, he's going for Ferngully, you know, which Ferngully is a protected space and they're not supposed to be going there, but he tricks them and his song of tricking them is so good and evil and, you know, one of those, you know, good, good villain songs. (laughs) And yeah, so again, I don't, uh, I don't love the story. It's whatever. It's the characters that are 
just it's really good and i know that there are sequels that i've never really cared to see um other than the fact that pip is is in them more but i don't think he's voiced by christian slater so it's like not worth it (laughs) so yeah i would recommend this movie if you can separate like the uh environmentalist i grew up in the woods that's why i I am conservationist not a preservationist if you know the difference i believe in taking care of the woods taking care of the trees being responsible for um, the nature that is around us i don't believe in like humans should not touch anything to do with the woods because it's bad and i i know too much about forestry and how the world works to to not agree with that so i if you can separate that out and just watch it for the characters it's super fun it's super bright and colorful Uh, yeah so i recommend it for that (laughs) i i really like it for that but yeah the message is basically the same as avatar with the blue people i do love every actor you mentioned I didn't know Robin Williams and Tim Curry ever did a movie together, even just animated. That sounds fun. I'll have to yes. think about it, though. I don't know. I'm not 100% convinced <laughs> because I think I would just be a little angry because, like you, I did not grow up in the woods. So, But like you, I also am more of a conservationist. And it's not, it's not crazy bad. I, the main character is a human who um, the main fairy accidentally shrinks and so he's the size he's human but he's the size of a fairy during the uh, spout of the movie and he like is carving her name in a tree and she's like can't you like no stop you're hurting the tree can't you feel its pain like that kind of stuff where it's like okay i will i will suspend disbelief and and understand that like you know fairies have a different world than different reality than we do so there's just little things like that. And then, of course, Hexus um, tricking them into uh, leveling the forest when they, they were logging responsibly. Um, and then they stop logging responsibly and just start, you know, leveling the place. The main guy, Zach, he lies to Krista, who's the main fairy, and says, oh, no, we're, we're, stopping, we're, we're stopping the leveler, which is the machine that cuts down the trees. Um, when in reality he's marking the trees, <clears throat> marking the trees that need to be cut down. Oh, dear. so yeah. So he gets caught in the lie, and then he has this moment of realization of I'm not going to do this anymore. But like, so I'm I recognize that there is a lot of propaganda and things like that in it. However, it's not like as a kid that went over my head. I didn't understand that, and also my parents were like this is not the way that that is, <laughs> you know, like, and my, par- and my parents just talk to me about it. And it's the same with like Pocahontas and, and things like that. Again, I grew up in the woods, I completely respect trees and how they grow and how like they work, how forests need to be taken care of. And I do think that we as humans need to be responsible for that. Sorry, I'm getting preachy. <laughs> but, but I, I do like this movie because the characters are funny. It's very quotable and the music is really good. And if you can separate out and be like, okay, this is good. This is right. You should take care of trees. You shouldn't just carve your name in them for no reason. But also if you see a tree that has been carved, you don't hate that person and you don't diss that person. And then, you know, like we do need to respect animals and, and not just 
take away their homes and take away their homes or and batty is a lab he was experimented on in a lab and and how that can be a bad thing and how you know like animal cruelty is not okay <laughs> you know and is i think if you can take all of the political and environmental stuff out of it and just watch it for a fun movie then yes, absolutely do that. Sounds better than Avatar with the blue people, which I was not a fan of. I... The effects are really cool. I'll give it that. But within the first five minutes, I predicted the entire thing. I'd never seen really. I have seen Pocahontas, though. But in the first five minutes, I predicted absolutely every single thing that was going to happen. And every single thing I predicted happened exactly how I, I suspected it was going to happen. And I actually wanted to do an episode on it, but I don't want to watch it. Like, I refuse to watch it again. And I know so many people love that movie. And if you love it, that's fine. You do you. My uncle, who, like, you know, he grew up here, too. He loves it. He thinks it's a great movie. He loves the special effects. He'll watch it anytime it is on TV. Every time he comes, he suggests it. I watched it once. I was appalled at so many things. <laughs> and it's like, I try really hard not to be offended by things, but there was a lot in that movie that offended me. Specifically the ending with like the handicap, like giving up your life and your species because you were handicapped. Oh my gosh, that bothers me. <laughs> that whole, that whole like handicapable, like just Oh, that bothered me. And then the very anti-military and then the the audacity of like, they're just trees. And it's like, you're on a freaking other planet. Who is stupid enough to be like, oh, yeah, they're just trees. So obviously, they're just the same as the trees that we have on Earth, even though everything on this planet is different. Like, you know, I just had a problem with it. Anyway, sorry, that was my rant about Avatar. And <laughs> you have to, it's like, I feel like you have to bring it up when you <laughs> talk about Fern Gully because Fern Gully is the cute, fun, little kid version of it that if you take away, you know, that political stuff, it's just an adorable little movie. If you, but if you take it away from Avatar, you have no movie left. Like, if you take away the things that are like horribly offensive if from that movie, you don't have a movie. So, <laughs> like, that's how I feel about that sorry about the rant and I understand a lot of people are environmentalists and that is wonderful as you are trying to take care of trees but please educate yourself on what actually helps trees and what does not help trees or forests or animals that live in the woods so that's that's my spiel that's my that's my preachiness for today I will give Ferngully um let's see do I like it better than Prince of Egypt I don't know I feel like it's funner than Prince of Egypt, but you gotta knock it down for for all the the story stuff. So probably a six. Probably a six. I like right? how the published author, good. the published author on our podcast said funner. I'm gonna <laughs> funner is a word. You just can't say more funner. <laughs> you can say more fun. You can say more fun, or you can say funner. You can't say more funner. I know, but f- but the word funner <laughs> just is a dumb with me. <laughs> I know. The more you say it, the funnier it gets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it just doesn't ever sit right with me. <sighs> anyway. I've never seen Ferngully. I have seen Avatar and Pocahontas. I, I, I like Pocahontas. Oh, that's going to send me into an existential crisis if I think about that now. Because <laughs> the rule in my house with Pocahontas was my mom did not want us watching it because it was not accurate to history. 
between eight and 10 and a friend was having a sleepover for her birthday or something. I was invited and they put on the invitation that the movie was Pocahontas. My mom sat me down and told me the real story and said, don't believe the Disney story. That is not real history. <laughs> they, it's, it, they use the names and that's about it. In name only adaptation of history. Basically. <laughs> so I have all this nuanced view. I like the music in Pocahontas, especially, you know, I, I think they're fun. I like Grandma Willow as a character. I haven't seen the whole thing because I watched it at that sleepover and then I was like, eh, yeah, it's weird that they decided to do that based because that's not the real I'm actually a descendant of I think it's John Rolfe is the one who the real Pocahontas ends up marrying. Yes. Yeah, I'm actually a descendant of them. So I I don't know if I don't think my mom knew we hadn't gotten that far back. Or maybe we had, I don't know. But either way, she was very offended. <laughs> and I just kind of internalized that as a kid. And so it's been a long time since I've watched the full movie. I just kind of listened to the music on my Disney playlist. But I put Ferngully and Pocahontas and Avatar kind of in the, this one big lump. Personally, I just found it very boring to know the fact that I could guess everything and nothing was wrong. It just really bores me. That's why I don't watch a ton of Hallmark movies. <laughs> Because you can, you already know the plot. It's a Hallmark movie, and then Pocahontas. I have this weird. Why would you do try and do a Disney version of the story of Pocahontas? That's just weird. And then I just always knew Fern Gully was kind of in the same category as those, so I just never watched Fern Gully because of the associations I, with the other two movies. I think I am gonna Fern Gully, and we'll see what I think. If it's a tryout of movies I just don't watch, <laughs> or if I end up really enjoying it, because I and I do love Tim Curry and I like Christian Slater and I like someone else you mentioned. I think was there someone else you mentioned? Christian Slater, Robin Williams, Tim Curry. Uh, you mentioned the '80s power ballad. I like '80s power ballads. Yes, it's good. Yeah, I think I would definitely rate Fern Gully above Pocahontas just because I feel like it's a it has more entertaining characters, but it's also not meant to be serious until the very end. Whereas like Pocahontas has very serious moments throughout, and so I feel like they're a different cat. Like Fern Gully is way more fun, like just just in general way more fun. And you know I absolutely hate Avatar, <laughs> so uh, so just comparing it to Pocahontas. I don't mind Pocahontas because when I was little, my mom was like, yeah, they just use their names. It's not historically accurate. Like, like if you, if you watch the movie and her name is not Pocahontas, <laughs> then, and, you know, then it's perfectly fine because it is made up stories with made up people. And that's, you know, that's what it is. It's a made up story with made up people who just happen to be named after a very famous person in history. <laughs> I'm going to try and find Rockadoodle and Ferngully. You, I have Cats Don't Dance, but if we can find a streaming service, send it over to you. And then uh, we would both have watched all 10 of these movies at some point in our life. All right. So is that all of them? That's all 10 that we have. There was another movie on there that I recommended, but you said it was creepy because I've never seen it. I've never seen this one. And I know you have. And you said, no, it's creepy. <laughs> the Secret of Nim. Oh, okay. Okay. So this movie... It there looks people- cute from the cover. Uh, no, you want to talk about traumatizing? <laughs> that movie traumatized me to my core. 
Like oh, I'm so curious. And and anybody out there, I know there are diehard like cult classic fans, fandoms of this movie, but Nicodemus, who's the good guy, creeped me out for the life of me. Had no idea he was a good guy until I was an adult and someone told me <laughs> because he's so creepy. And then it was the first time that blood was shown in a cartoon um, when a guy gets stabbed and oh. uh, the the owl. Oh, my gosh. The owl with the glowing eyes. Oh, so creepy. Traumatized me forever. <laughs> I don't know how kids watched it. However, I will say we do quote the fight between like the babysitter aunt mouse and the little kids. And she's all, he's like spoiled brat, loud mouth. And she gets all offended and like huffy. It's, there are very cute moments in it. There's very cute stuff, but oh, the animation of Nicodemus and the owl are so creepy. So creepy. Uh, I am and then so the curious. Uh, and the and and the tractor and the oh yeah oh my gosh I'm having so many so many flashbacks of trauma when, and this is another one like like Land Before Time I hated this movie yet we watched it so often why did we watch it <laughs> like I have so many I had so many nightmares about the owls and like Nicodemus with the fingers and the lights coming out of the eyes oh. I, I recommend you watch it because, again, I want everyone to understand my trauma. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like watching it as an adult, you're probably not going to be as freaked out. And now that you know that there is creepy animation in it, you will be prepared. But as a child, I had no idea Nicodemus was the good guy. I absolutely thought he was like the horrible, evil, bad guy. The owl, I don't even remember if the owl's a good guy, but he's freaky or she I don't remember I just remember the glowing eyes and <laughs> like oh the trauma but so many people like there's like an entire fandom on TikTok who love that movie and like swear by it and like have tattoos of it and I know I, I trauma trauma <laughs> so much trauma <laughs> oh my god I'm so curious now now that I'm an adult I think if I had watched it as a child I might feel the same way as you because we've established I'm a, I was a very sensitive child. But I, now that I'm an adult, I'm so curious. I also want to watch The Black Cauldron, which I have seen once before and remember absolutely nothing. I, I have seen The Black Cauldron as well, and I remember nothing. <laughs> that is not your memory <laughs> afterward. What is this? <laughs> I know. Like, what? I like. I know I've seen it because we made a point of watching it because we hadn't watched it as kids. So as teenagers, my brother and I watched it nothing i remember nothing about that movie i know you know that's so weird even though i don't remember anything about the movie itself i did watch uh, a youtuber did a deep dive about stuff like it went through apparently at one point this person i think he was the director and he wasn't the was a brought on director and he started taking the movie in a completely different direction Apparently, he locked himself in the editing room, and it's called. If, if you take, if you cut something out, it's called leaving it on the cutting room floor because back mm -hmm. then you used to have to physically cut frames and then put them together. So you, you know, if there's three frames too long, you cut those three images out and then glue the pieces together to make the scene shorter. Mm -hmm. He went, he locked himself in there with a bunch of movies, uh, the film roll. 
and people were banging on the door trying to open the door get him out and he just cut a bunch of it up so it was unusable like the parts that he didn't like or disagreed with and that's just one of the things that happened to make the making of the movie a mess i don't know if the movie itself is a mess because i haven't seen it or i know i have seen it but i don't remember seeing it but the making of it was an absolute mess so i have been curious and wanting to watch it for the longest time but i always see it when i am on the disney plus app and i think it would scare my kids so i haven't put it on (laughs) once they're in bed i need to remember it and watch it because i'm so curious now well yeah apparently the making of it was just very very disorganized and people say that the princess in it is the most forgotten princess because when you think of forgotten of disney a lot of people bring up kia kita kita Kida, yes, with a D. Uh, Kida, the princess from Black Cauldron, they say, is even more forgotten than than Kida is because at least a lot of people remember Atlantis. And it is, from what I remember, it's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a while. But again, positive associations. I enjoyed it. I don't even know the princess's name from the Black Cauldron. I know she's blonde. <laughs> I don't remember her name either, so... Let us know in the comments on our Facebook page or our Instagram what you guys think about, or on our YouTube, uh, what you guys think about this list. Have you seen them? Do you agree with our rankings? Um, And what movies should we, should have been on this list? Because I feel like we had a lot that were not that obscure. So Yeah. Well, to be fair, fair, we had to have enough there that I knew because at that list, of that list, I had only seen seven of them. (laughs) <laughs> and it was a really long list. I guess there are a lot of really obscure movies that I did not watch as a child. You, on the other hand, had seen most of them. Yeah, so we did not have television when I was little. Um, and so we just watched movies. And my grandma would send us movies so that we could have some sort of television. Um, so, so yeah, I've seen a lot more movies than I have, like, old cartoons and stuff like that. So, um so I definitely watched a lot of these. And I also continued watching cartoons and stuff well into my adulthood. <laughs> and so um, I, I've seen a lot of them. So there was only a few on this list, like Cats Don't Dance, I had never seen. Um, and there was a couple other ones. But for the most part, I had seen almost everything on that list. I had not heard of most everything on that list. There were Well, no, there were a couple I heard of, but never seen. But most had never heard, never seen. So and the lack so of obscurity I, and, is my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but they shouldn't even have been on the list. Like, you know, <laughs> but I recommend Rockadoodle. I think of all the ones that we talked about, um, that is one I think you should watch. And I think everybody should watch because it's just fun and cute. And I like it a lot. And then we talked about Ferngully <laughs> and why I think some people should watch it and others should not. And um, and then what was the other one? And Secret of Nim we all need to be traumatized together. So watch that. <laughs> so the other one that you recommended me agree. It's creepy, but not be traumatized because adulthood now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I recommend cat everybody because I think it's just really, it's, it's so cute. It's so great about following your dreams and it has, I really like the love story in it. I think it's really cute and well done. And I, I get a lot, not all, but a lot of the little Easter eggs in it because I grew up watching those old musicals. And so it's entertaining for me. my daughter. I like it when she requests that as her movie. 
Nice. And the music in it is really good, too. I like the music in it a lot. All right. Well, the, that is our ranking of obscure <laughs> childhood movies. Um, let us know what obscure movie we should watch and let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the movies that we put on this list. Um, if you've seen something and love it and we gave it a low ranking, sorry. <laughs> and if you think that we gave way too high of rankings to anything, let us know. Again, you can comment on our social media, Instagram or Facebook. We also have YouTube that you can comment on. If you are one of our patrons, you have direct email to us. So go over to patreon.com slash Flake and click on the uh, Your Little Sisters Productions podcast tier. And that's $5 a month. You get extra episodes and email access to us to ask us questions, request movies, all of that. Um, and you will get first priority with any, uh, with any requests that you have. Anything else? Don't let your children watch traumatizing things. You never know what's going to traumatize a child. You really, it's, everyone is so different. Yeah. You were traumatized by a goofy movie. Watch Secret of (laughs) Nim and then, and then talk to me about trauma. (laughs) You think the lighting is weird in the hot tub scene? (laughs) I, it's the lighting. All I remember is being there and the lighting was just the creepiest thing to me. It was so weird. Yeah, watch Secret okay. of Nip. The lighting in that in that movie <laughs> is so traumatizing. If I get nightmares from it, Taya, I'm coming back <laughs> <You> on here. <laughs> if Tia was a child, that was meant to be children's entertainment. Let us know in the comments on everything we mentioned. Uh, remember the recommended movies that we recommended? That was a weird sentence. But the movies <laughs> we recommended come highly recommended. From people who used to be children and from one who currently has children. I will watch Rockadoodle. I'll find out if I can watch it. Hopefully it's on a streaming service somewhere. Fern Gully. And if I like them, my child will also watch them. Which is, I don't let her watch absolutely anything that's come too many times. Where I thought it was okay. <laughs> and just because it's animated does not mean it's for children, people. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <sighs> secret of nim <laughs> okay i think we are good to go so this is the end of missed opportunities i'm laura i'm taya bye bye